Welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox, and before we get started, I have a bit of housekeeping to discuss. First, I just want to thank everyone who's left ratings, reviews, and reached out to me through email and Instagram. The fact that so many people from all over the world are taking the time to listen to this podcast and providing feedback is extremely humbling, and it really encourages me to continue creating these episodes week after week. I appreciate each and every one of you so much, and without such a devoted audience, there would not be a podcast. You guys are the reason that I keep going, so from the bottom of my heart, I want to give a sincere thank you for making the Clean Simple Free podcast possible and for going on this journey with me. Secondly, thanks to your feedback, I have heard you loud and clear on how quiet my episodes tend to be. After episode 15, the sound quality and volume does increase, but if you're listening in sequential order, you're probably aware of that already. I'm happy to say that I am currently in the process of investing in a brand new microphone, so the volume and quality will once again increase. There will also be minor adjustments made to the music selections, so to recap, new mic, musical edits, and a big warm thank you for listening. Now let's begin episode 33. From inherited items to clothing to childhood mementos, emotional value can lie in nearly every category of items we own. And it can be emotionally exhausting to go through this process. I've touched on sentimental items in many of my episodes, but I feel that it's important enough to devote an entire topic to. I want to make clear that the purpose of this episode is not to force you to get rid of the things you hold dear, but to help clear a path to realizing that you can still keep what you truly love and let go of a lot of the rest in order to more fully enjoy the things that matter to you the most. I'm going to start with a personal example, and then I'll break it down into categories to help with sorting and minimizing sentimental objects. Shortly after the holidays, my mom came to visit, and she brought with her a few boxes filled with my childhood toys, sketchbooks, and other miscellaneous items. One of the things I was most looking forward to seeing again was my collection of dinosaur toys. Like every kid who grew up watching the Jurassic Park movies and Land Before Time, I was obsessed with all things dinosaur and it was really fun to see all these toys that I had totally forgotten about. I had three specific dinosaurs in mind that I was really hoping made it into those boxes, (laughs) and I'm 30 years old, but I was so excited to see them again. It was really fun to go through those boxes with her, take a trip down memory lane, and rediscover things I had completely forgotten about. However, even though all of those things brought back fond memories, I decided that I don't have a need to keep 25 or so plastic dinosaurs. While I don't see anything wrong with keeping a box of keepsakes and mementos, even if it's stored on a closet shelf and only occasionally browsed through, by only keeping the three dinosaurs that really stood out in my memory, I can maximize the potential of the emotions those objects hold for me while minimizing the amount of space they take up. I can display my fondly remembered dinosaurs on my desk 
or place them into a keepsake box and just let go of the rest. So with that as a starting example, let's dive into the categories. In the case of toys that you owned as a child or that your children have grown out of, there are a few options of how to mindfully let go. For one, you can take photos to preserve the memories. You may end up deleting the photos at a later date, but you could always make a digital or physical album of keepsakes. If the items are vintage, in good condition, or possibly worth some extra pocket cash, you can attempt to sell on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, or an app that I really like called OfferUp. That's O-F-F-E-R-U-P, OfferUp, all one word. It's a free app that lets you sell items in your area to verified members that each have a personal rating so you can see if they're a good seller or buyer or not. It's an app that I trust, and I've found it to be pretty reliable, much more so than other online marketplaces. The last option is to pass on your old toys to others. This can be done by donating to a charity, offering the items to your own children, children of friends, or in my case, my little three and four-year-old niece and nephew. Even if they don't play with them, it's kind of a heartwarming thought to see little loved ones playing with toys that you enjoyed as a kid. Make sure you ask the parents' permission first so that you just don't clutter up their homes with extra junk. We're trying to eliminate clutter, not clutter other people up. This is a completely personal opinion, and feel free to disagree with me on this, but I have another note on childhood mementos that belong to you personally. Far too often, adult children store things at their parents' houses. It's out of sight, out of mind, and it's something we no longer have to worry about. This is really just a temporary solution. I feel that by doing this, we are simply delaying sorting our own clutter and bogging our parents down with our excess. Over the years, my mom has been great to hold on to my brother's Lego collection, my old sketchbooks, and my sister's things, but ultimately, my siblings and I still need to sort through our clutter. We're only moving the problem by loading up parents' attics and garages with our possessions. If you're a college student or living in your very first apartment, it makes sense to not bring every single thing with you, but if you have a reasonably sized living space and the mental clarity to be able to sort through these things, take your items off your parents' hands and just sort through them yourself. I'm sure they'll thank you. Moving on, any mementos from your own children should be sorted thoughtfully, but you don't have to keep every outfit or every drawing. I'm not a parent, but many of my friends are, and those friends, as well as my own parents, really do hold childhood mementos dear. I'm just a pet parent, but I can totally relate to holding onto items like a kitten's first collar or my dog's favorite toy that has been torn to shreds. Again, you can take a picture of the items that are in bad shape that won't hold up for your potential future grandchildren and then let go of the object. For schoolwork, drawings, and stories, keep only what's most important to you. I know it's hard, especially if your kids are all grown up and you know that there won't be any more drawings like that, but there's no reason to keep every single A-plus piece of homework that they brought home. 
You can take a photo or use a scanner app to document these items that are truly important. I like Cam Scanner, C-A-M Scanner. This is another free app that I use that creates high-quality scans of paperwork. When you're in the process of scanning these individual paper items, you may find that it's not worth the tedious amount of time that it takes to scan each and every document, so only focus on keeping what you love. You can also keep your absolute favorites and place them into a photo album, a scrapbook, or a three-ring binder with plastic sleeves. The ideas I just mentioned also work well for diary entries, sketches, cards and notes, airline or concert ticket stubs, and any other paper item you want to preserve. Scan them, photograph them, or place them in plastic sleeves. It's time for another story. I had like six composition notebooks filled with very emo poetry from my teen years. It's super iconic and very reminiscent of my high school days, but as I started the process of digitizing each of these documents, I realized that I had no interest in keeping 90% of my writings. Some of them brought back memories, but the rest were really throwaway pages that I preferred to recycle rather than wasting my precious time scanning and keeping them stored on my phone, possibly to never look at them again. The same can be said for cards and notes. In the case of birthday cards from loved ones or Christmas cards, you don't need to keep every single letter or card or note. If you did that over a lifetime, can you imagine how many boxes it would take to hold that amount of paper? Only keep what's the most important to you. I have a small collection of notes from family members and very close friends. I've kept a couple of short stories I wrote in high school and some magazine features from my very brief modeling days, but the rest of my keepsake objects were ultimately able to be recycled. Maximize the emotional value of these things while minimizing the physical space that they take. Let's talk about clothing. Clothing can remind us of a fun event we attended, a first date with our significant other, or a certain point in our lives that holds special meaning to us. Will we wear these items again? Are they in good condition? Do they still fit? If the answers to all of the above are yes, then keep it. If not, let go of it. Here's a few ways you can get rid of clothing that holds sentimental value. Donate them to charity. If they're still in good condition, donate them and be happy that you're helping someone in need. Check online for donation center resources in your area that support charities you believe in and take your good condition items there. If they're in poor condition, again, you can always take a photo. You may not end up keeping it, but it could help with the initial pain of parting with that item. My final recommendation for clothing is to cut out a large square of the item that holds sentimental value and then place it in a bag to create a memory quilt from. This is especially for something that's no longer in wearable condition. That way you're not wasting a piece of clothing that someone else could benefit from. There are some great companies both on Etsy and Instagram, that will take your beloved items and turn them into a quilt filled with memories. 
My fiance and I have a bag in progress for clothing scraps that hold special meaning to us and are reminders of the evolution of our relationship over the past eight years. There are actually a lot of creative ways to repurpose beloved items to be displayed and enjoyed. So if there's something that you're not sure what to do with, but you still want to keep it, just run a quick web search to see how to display things that truly hold meaning. It's that time where we take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. You know those days where you just feel super stressed out? Maybe you have a really long to-do list, maybe you've overbooked yourself on social obligations, have work projects due, or a podcast episode to produce, and your time frame is running out fast. As a lifelong anxiety sufferer, I really wish I had a magic potion to help me deal with the stressors of everyday life. I have yet to discover a magic potion, but I have discovered the next best thing. Jupiter Organic CBD Drops work incredibly well for rapid stress and anxiety relief. It's self-care in a bottle. It's basically the natural equivalent of putting your phone on Do Not Disturb for a few hours so you can catch up on your favorite podcasts or just grab a few minutes of me time. So if you feel like unplugging from daily stress and decluttering your mind, Jupiter is the best way to do that. Jupiter offers the highest quality CBD worldwide. They are 100% USDA certified organic, all natural, environmentally friendly, and made in the USA. As a fan of sustainable and organic products, Jupiter checks everything on my list for a mindful purchase, and I personally stand by their products. I love that they're backed by hundreds of verified customer reviews and offer free shipping and a risk-free 30-day trial. So if you don't love Jupiter, you can get your money back no problem. Say goodbye to stress and try Jupiter Organic CBD Drops today. You can get 10% off your entire purchase with code SIMPLE. That's S-I-M-P-L-E as in clean, simple, free. Try Jupiter Organic CBD Drops by visiting getjupiter.com slash share slash simple. That's getjupiter.com slash share slash simple. That way they know who sent you. Try Jupiter risk-free and start feeling less stressed today. And welcome back to episode 33. I focused a lot on sentimental paper clutter in this episode, but I have one final paper topic to discuss, and that is old photos. If you grew up in a time of actual film cameras, or if you've inherited a box of photos from a relative, this can be a very hard category to sort. I have many, many pictures from birthday parties, camping trips, Disneyland visits, and photos of my cousins and grandparents before we all moved to different corners of the U.S., and I truly cherish these photos. I have the majority of them in one single photo album, but there are a few stray photos in my keepsake box. If you look at those old pictures and see a scenic shot and you can't recall where it was taken, get rid of it. If there are three very similar photos from the same event, keep the one that is the best shot and let go of the rest. I know this can be difficult, especially if those memories can't be recreated, because people grow up, move away, or pass away. 
but by highlighting the absolute best photos that capture those memories so vividly, you can maximize the joy you get out of browsing through those carefully selected pictures rather than several different angles of the same photo. While working on writing this episode, I reached out to a few close friends and family members and asked them what their hard-to-part-with items were. A lot of the answers have already been touched on in this episode, clothing, children's belongings, photos, but some of the answers were really interesting. One answer was awards. This is a very intriguing one to me because I haven't ever thought about thinking of awards as clutter. It honestly made me think twice about what I consider worth keeping. I've had my art featured in a few local magazines and newspapers, and I still have those paper objects because I'm proud of my accomplishments. I think it's important to be proud of your accomplishments, but it really made me think twice about if it's necessary to keep the physical object. Am I ever going to frame and hang those magazine pages? I think, since the most recent publication was over a year ago, I can answer that question with a firm and resounding no. So I came to the conclusion that these are things that I can digitize and then recycle. Some awards, like a Pinewood Derby trophy or a spelling bee ribbon that you received in grade school, may not even be important to you now, but you might have had it so long that it sort of blends into the woodwork. If you have very strong memories attached to these items, then keep them. I would even suggest displaying them on a shelf of knickknacks, because in one of my previous episodes, I talked about embracing and displaying what you love rather than having it sit on a shelf. But if you're keeping this item just to keep it, I think it's probably time to let that piece of your past go. Another response was, quote, Gifts from family that you don't really want, but keep anyway, end quote. This is a really good one, and something I mentioned way back in Season 1, Episode 7, and probably mentioned offhandedly in other episodes, but I will say this again. If you get rid of something that a loved one gave you, that does not mean that you don't love that person or appreciate the gesture. It simply means that this item is something that isn't the right gift for you. Receive it with gratitude and then let it go. Another thing that could apply to this category is inherited items. Did you inherit a painting that you don't really like? Were you given a guitar but you don't play instruments and really never planned to learn? These items are imbued with even more potent sentimental energy because it's something that once belonged to a loved one, but that does not mean that you're obligated to keep it. In the case of family heirlooms, my suggestion would be to offer it back to that person in kindness and love, or offer it to another family member who it might be more meaningful to. There's nothing wrong with getting rid of these items. Let that guilt go, use Marie Kondo's method of thanking the item, Reach out and thank the person. Do whatever you need to do to free yourself of any resounding feelings of guilt or shame. There's no shame in releasing something that holds no purpose for the life that you want to live. Finally, I want to touch on a few Instagram users who responded to my question for this episode. 
And I gotta say, you guys had jokes for this one. I received a lot of really good responses, most of which have already been touched on here, but I also got some very funny replies that made me laugh. One of which was Aspiring Minimalist 1509, who said none and proceeded to call themselves heartless, followed by a long line of smiling devil emojis. And then Cosmic Sandal said, I actually feel bad that I don't feel strong connections to any items. Firstly, let's talk about this heartless Instagrammer. (laughs) I say that completely jokingly, but to be candid, speaking to both of these Instagrammers, being ruthless with your decluttering or not having strong attachments to physical items is actually a really good trait. This makes your clutter-free journey much simpler, and you don't have to go through the emotional roller coaster when sorting your items, so congrats to both of you on that. Instagram user Ingrid Asa said, books. This is a really good one. This is something that many people I know struggle with because I happen to be friends with a lot of book lovers. I know it's hard to part with any books that brought you joy, or any books that you've had for a very long time. But ask yourself, will you reread that book? Did you particularly like that book? Do you hold a truly strong emotional bond with it? For example, I have a book called Island of the Blue Dolphins that my dad read countless times to my sister and I. And I would never part with it because of all the memories associated with my childhood and my dad. They're all wrapped up in that little novel. I've let other childhood books go, but that one is one that I've actually reread over the years, and it makes me feel close to my family and my past. Some great options for parting with books are to go to your local library or your favorite library if you have a lot in your area and ask if they take donations. You can also, of course, donate to charity and pass along the books that you'll never reread so that others can enjoy them too. They can go on the same adventures, learn the same lessons, and benefit from those books the way you did. A final thought. This is, by all means, not an extensive list of categorical items. I've known people who refused to part with a very old, and not very efficient can opener because it once belonged to their grandmother. There are so many miscellaneous things that we can assign emotional value to. So take a page from Marie Kondo's lessons and grab an item that truly does bring an amazing sense of love and joy and sentimental value and use that as your anchoring point to decide what is truly worth keeping. I hope this episode has helped to illuminate what is sentimental clutter and what is a valuable emotional item that adds to your quality of life. We can't keep everything, so by eliminating the less meaningful items, we can truly focus on the things that matter, whether it's a physical object that means a lot, or just focusing on what's important in our day-to-day lives. That concludes this week's episode. Please reach out via email or Instagram with the topics you want to hear. I want to create episodes tailored to my audience interests, so speak up and I'll make it happen. And again, your feedback really helps to improve this podcast and helps it gain more visibility 
so please consider taking a few moments to leave a five-star review and a kind word or suggestion on your favorite podcast hosting app. Thank you in advance. Thank you for listening. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. See you next time.